I'm sure it just stirs counter to us. You understand what I'm saying? He's starting to stir, and it's sort of counter to where we're at. And that stir, it sort of hits us. You know? Well, I don't like that. You know? And it's really the Lord, though. Instead of allowing that thing to hit us, and when, as it goes by, it's grabbing hold of it. And letting it take us where it wants to take us. Because I, I promise you, God wants to move in the earth today. He really, really does. He wants to move in the earth. And He wants to... And His offer to us is, He'll even give us the hunger that we'll want it. If we decide to choose it. Are you with what I'm saying to you this morning? If we want it, He'll give it to us. Now, if you want to open your Bible this morning, um, I want to talk to you just a little bit about... You want to me out there, Drewford? I want to talk to you about this, okay? How you do not understand. That was a statement Jesus made. And and, and that's really what he's talking about. I'm talking about how we don't understand spiritual things, okay? In other words, when God is doing something, how we can be so blinded and so disconnected from it. And I'm talking to the people of God this morning. Okay, I'm talking to us people who know the Lord, who love the Lord, who've experienced the Lord in the past, who've experienced His saving grace, experienced His presence, experienced His touch, experienced, many of you have been in moves of God, have been there with God, yet God could be doing something new and you're just like, like, like the disciples were. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. Okay, and I'm not talking to just saying that's what your state is. I'm saying, actually, I'm saying this because the Lord started speaking to me about this, telling me this, okay? So let's read, um, are y'all with me? Let's read Mark 8, let's start in verse 13. This is a story. And the reason I'm reading these little things in Mark here is because several times Jesus was going after these people about their lack of understanding. Several times He was trying to speak to them and they were missing it. But I just wanted to read this one, one little story here, Mark 8, verse 13. It says, He left them and get into the boat again, departed to the other side. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread. Y'all know this story. And they did not have more than one loaf with them in the boat. In other words, they were taking a pretty long trip and they were going to need some, some uh, lunch. Then He charged them, saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And, you know, that's a problem, really, if you really want to get down to it. It's those two things. It's the leaven of Her- Pharisee and the leaven of Herod. Uh, those are the things that really you know, that we've got in us that, that cause us uh, to miss the Lord. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, Is it because we have no bread? Saying, is, uh, saying, and they reasoned among themselves, saying, Is it because we have no bread? But Jesus, being aware of it, okay, said to them, Why do you reason because you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive nor understand? Is your heart still hardened? And, and, you know, the Lord, I'm telling you, the Lord's been trying to heal people's hearts in this church. Several weeks He has. You know, a couple of weeks ago, there was this thing, the Lord was speaking about bitterness. And, and, and we asked people, if you've got bitterness in your life, come, come up and let the Lord touch the bitterness in you. And, you know, if you've got a good memory, and you may not, but a few, probably six weeks ago, I, I preached a message that God is, is right now trying to heal hearts. 
He's trying to heal hearts. He's trying to cleanse hearts. He's trying to soften hearts. And he's been doing that. But are we really connecting with that? Because I really believe the Lord is doing that. He really is. I'm not just telling you, uh, you know, trying to preach a, a message to you. I'm just trying to tell you really what the, the Lord wants to do right now. He wants to heal people in their hearts. Because that's where our real issues are. Down inside of us, we're hard. Or down inside of us, we're bitter. Down inside of us, we're wounded. And the Lord has reached His hand out to us and has said, I'll heal you if you'll reach back to me. If you'll just put your hand and say, yes, I'll allow you to do that, Lord. Are you all with me? Um, Having eyes, do you not see? Having eyes. Now, Jesus is asking these guys these questions. I mean... I think he's asking us the same questions today. And having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember even? I mean, we can, ask, we can just ask each of us that question. Don't you remember the things that God has done in your life already? Don't you remember how the presence of God was when you really felt touched by Him? When you felt like God spoke to you? When you saw God do things? He was saying, don't you remember that? I mean, that's Jesus talking to His disciples, asking that question. Then he goes on and says, When I broke the five loaves for the five thousand, how many baskets full of fragments did you take up? And they said to him, Twelve. Also, when I broke the seven for the four thousand, how many large baskets full of fragments did you take up? And they said, Seven. And he said to them, How is it? And actually, the is it is not in there. That's why I left it out. He was just saying, he was making a statement, really. How you do not understand. That, that was really what he was saying. He, he wasn't saying... He wasn't asking them this question. Okay, that, that question mark is not even in the Greek. That is it is not in the original language. This is what Jesus, he just made a statement about his disciples. How you don't understand. That was his statement. I think that's the statement that God is trying to make to us today. How you don't understand what's really going on in the spirit realm today. What's really going on in the earth today. And it's not an accusation. It's not a judgment that God's bringing. He's just stating to us our state. He's stating to us our state. And He wants us to realize that about ourselves. He wants us to own that fact that we really don't understand what's going on in the spirit realm. We really don't understand what God is doing in the earth today. You know, this story that Paul just told is another, another sign of, of, of traumatic things happening in the earth. It's not just, oh, some poor guys over in Africa, you know... That something bad's happening to you. I mean, there's things happening on earth, and God is saying how you don't understand. And He wants us to wake up. He wants us to have ears to hear. Are y'all with me? You know, the Lord has a heart. I shared that with you when the Lord revealed us that experience I had on uh, September the 24th, 2003, when the Lord showed me His heart. And one of the things He said is, I have a heart for the right inter- interpretation of the Word. Remember me sharing that with you? That's powerful to me when the Lord said that to me, because I felt God's heart break about us not understanding the Word of God and not having His interpretation of the Word of God. In other words, when we read the Bible, there's another interpretation, there's another understanding we have that's something different from God's. It's man's interpretation. And his heart's broke because he says, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. And God's heart's broken over that today. I'm going to tell you that. And God has a heart that we would really understand what His Word is really saying. That's really what God wants us to have. He wants us to, have a, he wants us to find out really what is in this thing here. Because there's something in it that doesn't meet our eyes and doesn't meet our ears. Okay? 
Are you with me? There's something in the Bible when you read those words. There's some words behind them words. There's something going on behind those words. And many a times when we read the Bible or hear it preached, hear it taught, all we hear is the words. We don't really hear what the Spirit's saying. We don't really hear that thing behind it that's really alive and active and pushing and moving. But it's there. I promise you it's there. It really is there. Okay, I already said that. All right, let's turn to Mark 4. I want to talk to you more about that in just a little bit. Well, here's what it was. Let me just show you what happened to me this week. It's when I, I was reading the Bible. I'm talking about sitting down reading the Bible in the mornings, you know, wasn't studying the Bible. This is what happened. As I was reading it, suddenly it was like the words on the pages started moving. And I realized I had went beyond the words, but I had almost went into the Word. You see what I'm saying? I was, it was like I was going beyond just these words I was reading, but I had stepped into the, into the Word that was alive, and it was moving. It had energy. It was going somewhere. And I realized that's the way the whole Bible is. It is a moving thing. There's this life on it. It's not dead words written on a piece of paper. There's this life behind those words that's forceful. And God wants to break those things out into the natural realm. And, I, and it, you know, it's like, man, Lord... This is what's going on all the time in the Bible. All the time. It's moving. It's alive. It's quickened. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It's happening right now. Even as you look at the pages of your Bible, there's something more than going on than what you're seeing. And we should be clamoring for that thing. We should be saying, God, I'm not satisfied just to read these words. I want to go beyond those words. I want to discover what's happening in them. Are y'all with me on this? Because, well, okay. Let me just go ahead and write. I'm excited about this. I'm really excited about this. Let's read this, verse 10 of chapter 4. Are y'all all right? It says, but when he was alone, those, were, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parable. Okay. And he said to them, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but those who are outside, all things come in parables. Now listen to this. Jesus has just got through giving them the parable of the sowers. Okay? Preaching that message. Then Jesus goes away and some people come up to him and start talking to him about that parable. They had questions about it. They didn't understand it. So I want to just I want to show you something here, okay? And I believe if you can really hear what the Holy Spirit's saying, not what I'm saying, but what the Holy Spirit's saying, there's something that could happen for you spiritually, okay? Are you with me? There's, because the Lord showed me this. I didn't come up with this. I didn't read it out of a book. This is what God said to me, okay? There were like five five key phrases in this. Let me give them to you. First one, alone, meaning Jesus was away from the crowd. That's significant. Okay, it says it right there. He was alone away from that. It didn't mean he was totally by himself because those people went to Jesus. It meant that Jesus was not out there in front of the crowds. He was in the house somewhere with, with the people around him. I'll, we'll go on and see that. Number two, those around him. That's a key phrase. He was alone and those with those around him. Okay? Y'all with me? It's right there in those two verses. And then it says they asked him. Okay? And then he said, to you it has been given. 
And in parentheses, I put to know the secret counsels of God. To you it has been given to know the secret counsels. To you. You sitting there. You. To you it's been given that. It's been given to every Christian. It hasn't been given just to preachers or teachers or people in the ministry. It's been given to you. See, that's what we've got to get. To you it's been given. Something's been given to us this morning. And we're not taking advantage of it. Something's been given us. And it's to know the secret counsels of God. I'll show you that in just a minute. And the fifth thing it says, it talks about those who are outside, those who are outside the circle of intimacy around Jesus. That's important. Okay, are you with me? Everybody with me? Number one, to you it has been given. I'm, gonna hit, I'm not going in order. Turn over to 1 Corinthians. Are y'all all right with this? Or y'all want me to just stop? Or would you like me to just give you some, some message that I'm not really convinced about? I'm totally convinced about this. 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 2. All I want to do is help help us. Help us to have ears to hear and eyes to see. That's all I'm trying to do this morning. Is give us an opportunity to hear something and see something that we're not hearing and seeing. You know what I'm saying? That that's the, that's my goal in this message. First Corinthians two, verse twelve. This is this is what Paul this is Paul's take on what Jesus just said. <clears throat> now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God. That we might, listen to this, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. That's, that's what Paul said. That we've been given the Spirit of God so we can know these things that are freely given to us by God. It's not something you've got to earn. It's not something you've got to spend 17 years working towards to get. Go out and get 33 degrees. You know, spend, you know, you know, Every waking night, every waking hour, you know, studying the Bible. And those would be good things to do, but you don't have to do that. It's something that's freely given. These things we also speak, not in word, words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Okay. That's pretty straightforward, right? Holy Spirit teaches things. But, now this is the problem here, y'all. And we, we need to hear this. But the natural man, the natural man, it's not putting down the natural man, but he's just saying the natural man does not retain, receive the things of the Spirit of God. So if, all right, let me just get real with you right now. If you're resisting me and what I'm saying to you right now, you're being in the flesh. You don't like what I'm saying, you're resisting it. Now, that has nothing to do with me. I'm just telling you what the Bible saying. I want you to get this this morning. I want you to put your resistance down this morning. Okay? And receive what the Spirit, not what I'm saying. You know, look behind what I'm saying. Get behind what I'm saying. Just like when you read these words, look behind those words. There's something behind them. We think we know what they mean. We don't know what they mean. There's something greater. Are y'all with me? It says they don't receive the things of God, for they are foolishness to, to Him. Foolishness. The things of God, spiritual things, are foolish to natural men. Nor can He know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Everybody good with that? See, I think, well, I've already said that. I've already said that. John six sixty three. 
This is what Jesus said. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. They're spirit and they are that. When I said I saw the word moving, I didn't see it physically moving on the page. Okay? It was sitting there just still it is right this moment. But I saw something behind the word and it, was, and it had this momentum on it. It had this force on it. And it was the words, and it was like the word. It was like words coming out of Jesus' mouth. And these words were forceful. These words were pushing against me. They weren't just passive words. They were words that had life on them, and they were pushing against everything in the natural, trying to help me. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Just trying to help me. The word was just pushing against me. You know, just pushing, pushing, pushing. That's what it was doing. It was pushing against me. It was wanting to go somewhere. It didn't want to sit there on the page. Ron's a big boy. <laughs> Y'all hear what I'm saying, do you? I'm not messing with you this morning. I'm not trying to, to be, be difficult this morning. I'm trying to tell you there's something alive going on around us and we're not connecting with it. There's something spiritual going on. The Bible is a spiritual book. It's a live book. It really is. Yeah, thank you, Lord. It is alive. And it's not dead like us. We're dead compared to it. That's the thing that really bothers me. It's alive and we're dead. We're just going about business as usual. But God's Word is not going about business as usual. God's Word's alive and active. It's wanting to do something. It's wanting to have an effect. It really is. It's, it's just wanting to. It's wanting to bust out of us. Are y'all with me? Okay. But I want to just say that one more time. To the natural man, it will be a parable. That's what Jesus said. I'm just speaking to them in parables. I'm speaking to them in riddles. I'm tricking them. They ain't going to understand. And if it all was like that to you, it's because you're in the natural. But to you, it's been given. If we could step out of our natural thinking and step into the Spirit, all of a sudden things start making better sense. I don't understand what this means. I just don't understand. I thought we were doing that. You know, I thought we were praising the Lord. You know, I thought, you know, and that's what people say. I mean, gosh. All right. Are y'all with me? Are y'all think I'm crazy or something? It says Jesus was alone. Apart, this is the next thing. Apart from the crowd, okay? All right, now let's look at Mark 6. Go back to Mark. I'm excited about this. Oh, Lord, have mercy on us. Mark 6, verse 30. This is the great, the great thing here. Uh, then, then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and, and what they had taught. Jesus had sent the apostles out to preach and heal and cast out demons. And they got back to Jesus and told Jesus, this is what's been going on. We've been teaching this. This is what our doctrine's been. You know, they told him about all the demons they cast out. And it was a big time, you know. In fact, Luke uh, 9, 10, and 11 gives you much more detail than Mark does, but but then Jesus said this to him: Come aside by yourself to a deserted place and rest a while. For there were many comings and goings, and they did not even have time to eat. So they were in a pretty major time in their life. You know, many comings and they didn't have time to eat. God was moving so much. Wouldn't we like that? Didn't he have time to wash clothes? God is moving so much and doing so much in the earth. But Jesus said, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, we got to 
we got to get a hold of this thing, you know. Let's don't get out of control here, you know. I mean, Jesus was a practical guy too, okay. This is what it's saying to us, though. We have to get with the Lord privately. Those people back there in Mark 4 heard that message on the parable of the sower, just like everybody else did. They didn't understand it like everybody else didn't, but they didn't do what everybody else did. They got with Jesus privately on it. You hear what I'm saying to you? They went to Jesus and started talking to Jesus on a private level, not in church and not, you know, around all their buddies and all this stuff. They got with the Lord Himself, okay? So this is what we've got to have. We must have something going with God, with, with God apart from public spiritual activity. You have to have something going with God apart from public spiritual activity. You hear that? You've got to have something going with God apart from public spiritual activity. And if you don't have that, it ain't, it's, it's not going to be good enough to go and just have public spiritual activity. All right? We need our own private worship our private time with the Word, and private ministry to the Lord. Those are like three things. Private worship, private time in the Word, and private ministry to the Lord. Everybody in this room should be doing some sort of ministry that nobody else in this room knows about. I'm serious. You should be doing some sort of ministry to God or as unto God that nobody knows. It's private. It's not public. Nobody knows about it. You're doing it. It's between you and God. It can be, you know, something real simple. Or it could be something real profound. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? God's calling to us right now to this. It's just it's getting with Jesus alone. Intimacy. God is calling us to come aside to Him, to have intimacy with Him. Okay? Now, if you're a male, like I'm a male, you probably have a little bit of difficult, difficulty with that intimacy teachings. Okay? And this is what it is. Intimacy is not just a bedroom thing in marriage. See, that's what really throws, I think, a lot of men off in the church when we talk about intimacy with the Lord, is they have this picture in their mind, you know, of you know, the bedroom thing. Okay? Just be honest with you. You've got this picture in your mind, he's bedroom, and you're a man, and you're thinking, man, I, just, I don't know about that, Lord. I don't like that picture, you know, when I think about the Lord. I mean, girls like it. I, you know, I guess they do, because they like, seem to like it. Okay? I'm talking about with the Lord. I ain't talking about the, in the natural, so don't be getting on that. I hope they like it in the natural, too. But if they didn't, they wouldn't be nobody. We'd die off. The human race would die off. I've told Becky this over and over. The reason men are the way they are, because we would stop. Humans would die off if men weren't so, you know, at pursuing women the way they do. You know, because women don't pursue men like that, mostly. Anyway, this is what I like about intimacy. Becky shared this one time. Intimacy means into me see. Everybody say this word, into me see. That's what it means, into me see. And that's really what God's calling us to. He's calling us to a private moment with Him, to be set aside with Him, to have this intimate time with Jesus. Into me see means it's allowing each other to see into our hearts, to share things on our hearts. You see, that's what God wants us to do with Him. He wants us to go just me and Him and talk about things. Me go and ask Jesus questions. Me go and talk about God, about things going on in my life. Not talk about anybody else, but just me talking to the Lord about it and God talking to me about it. God speaking to me about it. And I think one of the things that God is really trying to do in the earth today 
is he wants to move in people's lives. He wants to move on a corporate level, but he wants to move on a private level. Where you get a bunch of people who've been with God that come together and as a group, and they've all been with God together privately, something happens. You see what I'm saying? But you get a bunch of people come dragging into church on Sunday morning, and they haven't talked to God since last Sunday. Or they threw up a prayer on the way to work, hoping that God would hear it. Something's not going to... And we wonder, we wonder what's wrong with the church in America. Is that what we're doing? Is really God's really not a part of our life on an intimate level daily? And then we come together corporately, and everybody sits there like, Okay, I'm here. Somebody do something for me spiritually. Please do something for me spiritually. I'm desperate. I need something. And God has, was wanting to have that for you all week. I'm, that's the truth. It's, it's a bad truth, but it's the truth. God wants to talk to us individually. He wants to speak to us individually, personally. And then you get with a bunch of people, and they're all bringing these different things, and you're sitting there realizing, man, God's bigger than I am. And He's adding things to me. Are you with me? All right, turn over to Hebrews. Let's look at this right quick. Hebrews 5. Verse 12. And this is sort of a... Hit the nail on the head scripture. And I hope it hits the nail on some heads in this morning. I hope somebody gets hit on the head with this scripture in this, this morning. Uh, Hebrews 5, verse 12. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Now you see what it's saying? By this time, you should be the teacher. By this time. I mean, that's speaking to people who've been Christians a long time. And, and the writer of Hebrews was saying, man, you've been a Christian a long time, and yet you're still in this state. You're still needing somebody to teach you about faith, teach you about this, teach you about that. You should be the one doing it. That's really what it's saying. See, it wasn't not just the twelve who were around Jesus back there in Mark, Mark 4. There were others. It said... Those who are around Jesus with the twelve. Okay? See, there were other people besides the twelve apostles who were pursuing Jesus, who were getting close to Jesus. In other words, it wasn't the twelve apostles who had a lock on everything. They were not the ones who, who knew all about Jesus and who had intimacy with Jesus. There were these other people. We don't know who they were. The Bible chose not to mention them. But they were around Jesus with the twelve. In other words, they weren't just allowing the twelve to get everything, to have everything. They weren't dependent on the twelve. They were going to the Lord Himself and trying to get stuff themselves from Jesus. Are you all with me? Are we coming to church just to get? That's the question we need to ask. Is that what we're doing? I'm coming just to get now. Do we want the worship team to provide us a special worship time? Please do the worship for me this morning. Please praise the Lord for me today. And let me be good so I can enjoy. I mean, honestly, is that what we're doing? That's insane if that's what we're doing. That's not worship. I mean, if you want a doggone show, go to the movies. You know, I mean, honestly. It's not a show. 
You know, worship's not a show. It's something we do. And if, 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 I, if we're coming here on Sunday morning and drag in here and want somebody to worship for, something's wrong with that kind of heart. That, that's not right. That's not biblical. No matter what you say, you can say this is being judgmental, this being condemning. It's not. It's the truth. And we need to hear it this morning. We really need to hear this. Are we satisfied with others having something with God and not ourselves? We need to ask that question. Are we being with Jesus ourselves? Ask yourself that. Are you being with Jesus yourself? Are you getting things from Jesus yourself? Is He speaking to you? Is He giving you revelation? When you, you know, or is it when you just, you, I'm reading the Bible because I'm supposed to, I pray because I'm supposed to. Or is the Lord really having a relationship with you through those things? I mean, that's the truth. Are we being with Jesus ourselves and then others? Versus being with others and being with Jesus. You know, I'm going to go get, you know, to church or go to a meeting or go to this and get all excited, you know, but that was it. I never went and got with Jesus. You see what I'm saying? All right, here's another thing. They asked him for understanding. Okay, they went to him and said, Lord, what does this parable mean? We don't understand it. Listen to what Jesus said, and I'll read it to you. It's up there. In Matthew 13, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom, and, do, and he said anyone, he wasn't, and this is not just about salvation, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, okay, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. That's pretty, pretty serious there. I think the enemy's robbing people. Because we hear things preached, we read things, we read books, but we don't really understand it. Stuff from God. And the devil comes and takes it away from us. He just comes and takes it. Maybe we're trying to get things from people and not the Lord Himself. Maybe that's what we're doing. Maybe we're expecting somebody else to give us something spiritual and not really just trying to get something from the Lord Himself. Maybe we think we're going to get it in church. And you're not. It's not the way it's supposed to be. Maybe you think you're going to get it by listening to, to teaching tapes. And it's just really not the way may God designed the kingdom of God to work. You're going to get a lot of information. You can get good teachings. You know, but are you really going to get the Lord yourself? 